This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Thank you for joining us. This short video is part of our Master Teacher series and features Dr. David Wessel. In the following video, Dr. Wessel discusses the origins and development of the field of pediatric cardiac intensive care. David, finally, um, are there organizational changes in how uh, intensive care units, and in particular pediatric cardiac intensive care units, are functioning that give you uh, hope or give you pause? Well, I think there are several things that make us hopeful. Uh, first of all, the integration of biology in, and science into the clinical care aspects, I think provides a lot of hope that we're going to be able to develop new solutions and new therapies for care. So understanding the biology is really what provides the basis for innovation and new care. And we've seen much more integration of the clinical and the scientific side in cardiac intensive care units around the world. Uh, the other practical care delivery models that have changed and I think have been enormously helpful is the introduction of specialized nurse practitioners into the cardiac intensive care unit. They're so incredibly helpful in getting the work done, paying attention to families, uh, looking at some of the detail, having a very obsessive compulsive aspect to the work that they do that's so important to uh, patient care, especially for complex patients. Uh, one of the organizational changes that I've found uh, very useful in my practice has been uh, meeting together every single morning in a, in a media room to do uh, a 30-minute check of all the patients with all of the right parties that are there. The cardiac surgeons are there, the cardiologists are there, the cardiac ICU people are there, there's nursing representation, and we go quickly through every patient so that we're all on the same page. And then the team that makes rounds at the bedside goes out and of course then spends much longer at the bedside looking after those patients. So the teamwork aspect of this is really, uh, is really very uh, important. Uh, I, I think it's also going to be important for us to develop uh, the next generation of leaders uh, that can really bring us to the next level. Uh, it's important to our organizations from succession planning that we have people there who actually uh, take the field to uh, a higher plane. Uh, I, I, I was reminded, you know, when I uh, first got into cardiology and critical care, I still did a, um, a clinic with um, uh, for cardiology patients, and in my clinic was uh, Dr. Barry Keene and Dr. Alexander Natus, one of the pioneers of pediatric cardiology. And, you know, I was an intensivist, Jeff, and going to clinic just wasn't really my end-all and be-all. And so after seeing one or two patients, I would tell Dr. Natus that uh, even as a junior faculty person, I needed to get back to the intensive care unit. Uh, they they really needed me, and I'd be on the phone, and oh, I have to go back. And Dr. Natus uh, was a little bit famous for this quote, but he used it on me appropriately more than once. He told me uh, to be reminded that graveyards are full of indispensable people. And I understood that to mean that there were people back there in the ICU that really knew how to do their work without me. If I didn't have that program there, then I wasn't doing my job right. 
And so I think it really is important that we develop these models for the next generation to provide a level of care that will sustain the field and take it into new frontiers. Um, and Dave, what gives you pause about some of the organizational changes we're seeing? Well, one of the things that concerns me, uh, Jeff, as we develop care protocols for more complex patients, our ICUs are getting bigger, we have more than one team, there'll be two teams. Uh, we stay in-house as attending physicians all night now, and so that means that we do more handoffs. We have many more people involved in the care of the patient. And sometimes the care itself, and certainly the parent's perception of the care, is that we don't know who's in charge. So I worry a lot about our communication with parents, and increasingly I find parents coming to me and saying, I don't really know who my ICU doctor is. I don't know his or her name, and I'm not sure which one. There are so many doctors. So I think that's a challenge to us in the field to try to figure out how to optimize communication with parents, how to keep uh, one attending more connected with a family, especially a family that's going to be there on longer terms. I just want to challenge us to try to figure out a better model of communication with the families, the referring physicians and others, and not to develop a shift mentality to the field of intensive care. Thank you for viewing this case reflection on the origins and development of the field of pediatric cardiac intensive care. If you would like to see additional cases described by Dr. Wessel, please see them on the Open Pediatrics website. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.